Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Or visit www.utahhairmd.com. So, game one is in the books. With the jazz good enough for you? Dave? Sounded good, but didn't get to see it. Kyle said the 12 people who got to watch it will have to call me tomorrow and let me know. I'll give that guy a call. Was that Kyle he said? Yep. All right, call him because it's now tomorrow because that was yesterday. Kyle, how you doing? Yeah, it's a Want good to get game. you up to date. Yeah, We're here for our listeners. Change stations, change owners, it don't matter. We're here for you. Chowder says, jazz decent at best. OKC is the bottom of the barrel. And Ron agrees, yeah, but it was hard to judge because OKC looks pretty bad. Well, they're so stinking young, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You realize this giddy kid, giddy up, we have been doing the show longer than he's been on planet Earth. (laughs) I looked it up. That's great. He was born in the fall of 2020 or 2002. We started in, in the spring. spring of 2002. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where it's at. Because <laughs> he looked like he was 14. Yeah. Uh, looked probably, probably, and he's Australian. And I think he played for Adelaide. So he has a history where Joe has it. And Joe has become yeah. a mentor to him. I would think that he would look at Joe, and Joe likes to make fun of us being old. But I hate to say it, Joe, he looks at you like an old timer. Because <laughs> that's the way the world works. Eventually, you'll be an old timer unless you're dead. Uh, so it beats the alternative, as my sister would say. But, uh, yeah, they're so young. I mean, used to be – Pope has gotten away from recruiting missionaries, and it's kind of been – no one's really talked about that story very much. It used to be almost exclusively missionaries, but it's not anymore. Uh, for those of you who care about those things, I certainly don't. But I had a BYU guy point that out to me, that Pope certainly has moved away from that. So what I was going to say is back in the day when they were almost exclusively missionaries, BYU's starting lineup would have been older than OKC's starting lineup. Ponder that for a moment. Outside of favors. I don't think anybody was over 24. They really, really are young. And youth doesn't win in this league unless you're Magic or Bird or somebody. You know, obviously the, the the superstars of the league, Jordan being one, didn't win till he was in his mid twenties. I mean, he won, but I mean, won it all. So maybe that's not the same thing because you can win, but win it all, you've got to have a, a high level of maturity and experience. But Oklahoma City is clearly in rebuild mode. It's why Barry Trammell was on here yesterday saying, yeah, "It's a good thing Oklahoma and Oklahoma State it's are undefeated." Barry, not Barry. Barry with an E, not an A. And it's a good thing the Sooners and the Cowboys are undefeated and nationally ranked, absorbing everybody's attention. Because the Thunder, they got some heavy lifting to do. Yeah, I think that even if they were an NBA title contender this time of year, it would be all about the Sooners anyway. I mean, they're right down the road from Oklahoma City. I have been there. And uh, so, yeah, they're just so stinking young. They're They're not built to win anytime soon here. David's down on the team. Nope. Against a better team, they would have lost by 20. Whiteside did not do well. Good luck with that. Favors looked as bad, though. 
I, I think you're totally wrong on Whiteside. How many boards? 10, 19 minutes. You're asking him to do a specific task, right? He knows exactly what he needs to do when he comes into the, into the game, right? He's only been here a few weeks, but still. He's a veteran dude. He knows, it, as he was signing the paper, he knew specifically what his role was going to be. There's zero surprises there, right? And he came in. He's to provide some defense, get some boards, be a protector. You know, if you get a little jump hook, take it. Uh, almost like anything on that is a bonus offensively. Not completely. You can't be a total stiff. Uh, but the primary goal and objective for him is to board and block. The two Bs, board and block. I like that. It's amazing. The longer I talk, the more I stumble into crap. <laughs> board and block. And he got it done in game one. Yeah. He's an upgrade and it favors his body has long since betrayed him. You know, he's been broken for a good while now uh, compared to the athleticism he had when he was a kid coming into the league. He had a sequence where he missed three shots and followed it up with an offensive goaltend. That looked pretty frustrating. But to your point, everything looked like it was below the rim. Yeah. The explosion's gone. He's playing old man basketball. Right. It happens to all of them at some point. For him, he got robbed a little bit earlier than you would anticipate. What are you going to do? It's not like he's glad that that's happened. That's just the way it is for whatever reason. Some guys have injury issues. Some some of them have them in high school. Some of them have them in college. At least he had an opportunity to make uh, all sorts of million dollars. And he's been robbed of his athleticism. So with that in mind, it's such a short little sample, but I can easily say that Whiteside is an upgrade. Believe that. How yeah. much of an upgrade and how will better teams attack well, him and pull him see. away from the rim? Right. That's all to be determined. Yeah. But if teams let him play around the rim and defend around the rim, then you're just playing into his wheelhouse. He'll be good at that. Right. Exactly. And he's guarding. You know, I don't know. You see what matchups are down the road with teams pulling out, whatnot. So the Jazz will have to make adjustments and all that stuff. But for the first game... He was brought in to do a task, and he did it. Alex says, I can easily see several defensive issues for the Jazz, not to mention they give up too many offensive boards. At least Lou Dort didn't go off for 50, thanks to Donovan. Definitely need a bigger sample size and better competition to see what the Jazz really have this year. And he dropped a we. What we really have this year. Fine. I agree with that. This was preseason 2.0. They walked out. They knew they were way better than the Thunder, and they were way better than the Thunder. The Thunder did have 15 offensive boards. That's a big number. Yeah. like to keep that number in single digits. I mean, nobody had an outrageous amount. Favors had four, looking at the box score. Uh, Roby, whoever the crap he is, had four. Uh, So, yeah. But... You know, what's the sense of urgency here? There wasn't one. They're way better than Oklahoma City. Yeah. And everybody knew it. Oklahoma City knew it. They knew it. Right. And do I want a sense of urgency? Nah. 
Just play well enough. You were you were cruising. It's basically like you had a fifth preseason game. Yep. Uh, one thing that I really liked, and I think it was on purpose, is Conley only playing 25 minutes. Keep the minutes down and don't stress out those hamstrings. Right. You know, you had a comfortable lead. You got it early. You maintained it. You know, you're up nine, I think, at half. Or, excuse me, at first quarter. And then, mm-hmm. what, like 12 or 12 13 at half. 12 at yeah, halftime. Something like that, yeah. It was 20 by the end of the third right. quarter. So it was always comfortable. And then they got it down a couple of times, and Quinn called a timeout. But I think that was like a practice timeout, you know. Simulate, make sure when you're playing a better team and you get a lead that they don't go on a big run. So you take a timeout. But it's not like he storms out, take a timeout, and you could see the look of angst on his face or any of that stuff. It's just like, okay, this is what we do. So we got to respect the game, and we'll take a timeout and regroup a little bit. Not that I'm worried about losing, but he can't say that. And... Uh, I, I believe in my mind that he purposely managed Conley's minutes. Like, we don't really need him tonight. So don't, don't play him. 25 minutes is nothing. Well, nobody played 30. So that's good. Right. But they all played more than 25. True story. The starters I'm talking about. The main dudes. The other guys were all at 28. Yeah. And then uh, Gobert was at 29. Right. So I think that that's a calculated decision, which seems to me is what they should do. Why risk it? Because there's times, like you just look at last year, he's playing, things are going well, and all of a sudden he comes out, and you're watching the game, and you start thinking to yourself, uh-oh. And then a few minutes later, you get a report. Uh, he felt tightening in the hamstring, and they go, oh, crap. Not again. Two weeks, three weeks, what are we looking at? You know what I mean? And so you want to avoid that as much as possible. Well, you got Butler. He can take a few minutes. And Joe and Donovan can take over the ball, run the offense a little bit. They've got options. Yeah, I thought, and you saw Joe bring the ball up a number of times. Uh, And Joe had 26 minutes. That seems about right for him. That's, that's plenty of time for him to do damage and have an impact on the game. Because one of the things that was frustrating last year from occasionally, and actually not just last year, is when he wasn't involved. He's too good of a player not to have an impact on the game. He's going to have more of an impact on the game when he's initiating the offense, the ball is in his hands. And the less Conley plays, the more chance there is for that to happen. And then off the ball, this is such a uh, has such continuity to this group that everybody knows if Joe's open, get him the ball. Like there's no question, no matter who you are, because if like you say you have on the on the side, like in front of the visitors bench, and you got a little two on one situation, a little triangle going, and Bogdanovich passes it to Joe because Bogdanovich's defender is close to him and then the defender slides over to Joe, Bogdanovich knows full well that Joe will give it right back to him. Because he has no selfishness. If anything, it's the other way around. And so they're so willing to pass Joe the ball because they know he can hit the shot, as he did, and then they also know if there's a rotation and the passer becomes then the more open guy, he'll get the ball right back. Quinn brought that up after the game because he wants some shooting open shots. 
it's you know Quinn Quinn's been coaching here long enough now. Don't so you know like seven eight years? Yeah, don't you know the post game before, before it's coming? Oh, what he's sure. going to talk about? Yeah, you know. We got it. We got to keep getting better. Well, it's individually the same thing. and as a group. Same thing with every coach. He, he's that's just going to hammer it. Yeah, yeah. He stays on message. Don't pass up shots. It's hard to get another great shot in that twenty four second window. If you pass one up, yeah. we may end up having to force it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we know. Like, if you ask Kalani about the team's offense, you know, and the way they move the ball, he's just, I don't care. Just score points. You can do whatever you want. You can run the ball. You take quarterback sneaks all the way down the field. You can run five reverses on one play, or you can throw the bomb. I don't care. Score points. That's all he cares about. He said that a million times. So, yeah, we know these guys now because uh, that we have continuity uh, in football. Basketball is new. Uh, with uh, Craig T. Smith moving down to Utah, but we still know him a little bit and his raspy voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of yelling. And his sort of self-deprecating manner in which he does. He's a fun guy. Uh, hopefully they get uh, they get going here, maybe not so much this year, but in the next year or two that they get they get their, their program built. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. So you know what Quinn Snyder's going to say most of the time? Absolutely, yeah, you do. But I, I thought that for somebody like Joe, I thought they he had an impact on the game. And we should tally this up, how much better they are and how many more win, how many games they win when he has a significant impact. And I guess you could say that about everybody. But you take like somebody like Mitchell, he didn't have a good uh, shooting night uh, the way he's capable. But even then, he's probably going to have an impact. He doesn't need to be great to be an impact player because even when he's average, his level of average is still impactful on the game. There's been a few games where Joe, for whatever reason, hasn't had that, and he's too good not to have that. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Your take on the season opener. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, send us your takes. Yach will get them on the air. Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us at 8.30. Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 analyst, and Joe Ingles in the 9 o'clock hour. Right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.